The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, my friends. It is the second hour of Pure Opelka, and uh, wow, there's so much today. And I was thinking we would just have a slow Thursday and we kind of skate through and we do a bunch of weird news stories. But no, there's, there's news everywhere. There is news. In, I can't turn without finding something that I think is vital. The only thing that's missing is North Korea to do something dumb today. But it's early, right? It's absolutely early. The president will be holding a, a uh, I guess, I don't want to call it a meeting. There's an announcement in the Rose Garden today. It has to do with the climate agreement, the Paris Climate Accord. And I am someone who is against this agreement. I'm not against keeping the world safe and clean and all that stuff. But this to me is just the UN putting a new shirt on top of Agenda 21 and trying to get it back in because it's not. It's it's um not a good idea for us to be involved in anything remotely connected to Agenda 21. We'll spend some time on that. I, I have a guest who's joining us, someone who's been on the show before, someone you recognize if you are aware of the conservative media sphere. She is one of the founders of the Politichicks group. And you need to put politichicks.com on your bookmark list and stop by and visit it. Uh, Anne-Marie Morell's been here before. We've known each other for years uh, through conservative politics. That's how we connected. And a, a kindred spirit, a positive, bright light who also understands we have to protect this nation and we have to do it based on principles, the principles from the Constitution and from the founders. And th- that's where we linked up. And we may not see each other for two years, but I always feel like I just I just left her every time I speak to her. So I'm, I'm thrilled she's here. Hi, my friend. How are you? Mike, if the only way I can even hear your voice is on the radio, I will be on your show every day. I miss you all the time. You're one of well, the greatest guys out there. You're, you're very kind. And you know what I tell people when they miss me? Reload and shoot again. You'll eventually hit me. It's bound to happen. <laughs> now... I tracked down Anne-Marie 
because I wanted to have a talk with her about something something she posted on Facebook. And this just this was remarkable because, you know, I kind of had the same feeling, but you put it all together. Anne Marie, somebody who can look at something and craft a story around it and also use it as a lesson. And this is what's important. And this is why we have to find the people who share lessons in our life and get them out to as many people. We both are fans of this show on A&E that is exposing the gritty underbelly of Scientology and some of the stuff that's going on in the name of, and I'm using air quotes, religion. And this Sunday, they had kind of a, a, a two-hour special about it. And I guess this is in advance of the next season of telling stories about Scientology. Was that correct? Yes, absolutely. Well, actually, I, I watched all of the episodes at the same time because I've been traveling so much. I missed a lot of television. But, yeah, uh, it's this the series on A&E. It's Leah Ramini, Scientology, and the Aftermath. And, it's yeah, it, it, it's fascinating. But, Mike, well, while I was watching this, it was, I was watching it and I was thinking, why does this sound so familiar? All of these people talking about leaving and being demeaned and criticized and fired and stalked. <laughs> and I'm like, because that's the way all of us conservatives are living our lives these days. And, well, and, what, yeah, and I what, guess it's resonated. <laughs> what Anne-Marie is, is talking about is in, in the course of covering Scientology, uh, Leah Remini was a Scientologist. She mm -hmm. grew up in the Church of Scientology. She said it was the only the only life she knew as a child. Her parents were Scientologists. So at one point she broke away. And what happened when she broke away, she said was unbelievable. They tried to smear her. They tried to talk her down in Hollywood. They tried to ruin her career and censor her. And that led her to put together this series on Scientology. And she talks to people who also have left and they share their experiences. And in this, this two-hour special this weekend, which kind of summarized the end of the first season, and as I said, is kind of a preview to the second season, I, I couldn't believe when you nailed this. You posted this <laughs> on Facebook today, saying that if you, if you read this sentence and you, you ask yourself, is that the Democratic Party reacting to uh, a, a a statement from the left or from the right or is it Scientology uh, you won't be able to figure it out and I was like wait a minute what so Anne-Marie <laughs> says yeah they try to smear you destroy anyone who defies or criticizes them and I'm thinking okay you know, that's the that's the Democratic Party that's the progressive wing of the Democratic Party they smear you they they're like we said yesterday they're calling Trump a, a a checkers player when the rest of the world's playing chess. So they're obviously smearing him or criticizing him. Uh, what's the second one you have there? Uh, they created their own educational system to control youth. And you can, and, you can and, call that common core, or you can just call it public education if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and the sad reality is within the Scientology church, no one's allowed to go to school. They take the young people and they put them through their own Scientology education. All they read are Scientology controlled texts. Again, as mm -hmm. Anne-Marie said, sound like Common Core. What's your third point? 
They encourage family members and friends to shun anyone who doesn't believe exactly as they believe. Isn't this amazing? (laughs) That if you don't agree with them, then you are shunned. You are not a person. I I was reading um, a piece yesterday from our friend Chuck Woolery, who's saying, (laughs) you know, his advertisers are now being targeted. So he is being pushed the same way. It's the shunning of someone who doesn't believe as they believe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm getting chills every time I look at this. They target family Mm -hmm. members who fall out of line. They encourage those family members, you said, to shun them. They use Hollywood Mm -hmm. celebrities to defend their causes. Hello, anybody? (laughs) Anybody? Yeah, yeah. They use words like intolerant and cry for social justice when they get targeted. This is the one that I went, wait a minute, you're so right. You're called intolerant if you question, even if you so much as question Scientology. Right. You're said, why can't you tolerate another religion? And, and then yeah. the one about the charities, oh my God, Anne-Marie, read your, read your <laughs> statement. I, I got to sit back and get the chills again. <laughs> they set up various charities to hide behind and spread their gospel and gospel in quotation marks, yes. Yeah. This, this is, Scientology started something called Narcanon. Yeah. And it is, it is, at its core, it sounds great. It sounds wonderful. It's something that's supposed to help people get off drugs. But in reality, it's pulling them into Scientology. Can we right. talk about the Clinton Global Initiative? Can we talk <laughs> about all of the Clinton Foundation charities? Can we talk mm-hmm. about Al Sharpton? and the National Action Network. It's, this is progressivism uh, with the name Scientology stamped on top of it. I, I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Oh. I know, yeah. I, I mean, it, literally, I, as I, I, my husband and I were watching it together and I kept saying, Mark, substitute the word Democrat or today's communist-leaning Democrats with Scientology and you've got the same thing. And so many of us have experienced, especially like me living in Hollywood, a former actress, Morgan, Morgan Brittany, our dear friend, my, my business partner, Morgan Brittany, has been absolutely blacklisted in Hollywood for standing up for her own beliefs. And that's all this breaks down to, Mike, is, is people, there is, is beliefs, what you believe, what they believe. If you don't believe, if you're not in complete lockstep, lockstep with these people you are absolutely out of the club and when I first came out as a conservative this happened to me firsthand I lost friends I was called on the phone and 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 people were were incredulous that I could believe the way I believe and those friends promptly dropped me from their lives that happened with business associates that I used to know Hollywood friends It, it it's it's crazy and what happened yesterday and last night, a lot of liberals started going on that post on Facebook and, and posting, this sounds just like Trump people. This sounds just like right-wing extremists. Well, I challenge any Democrat out there who thinks that that's not the case, come out to your family and your friends and your boss, your left-leaning boss, and tell them, I just want to let you know I'm now a conservative Christian and find out what happens to you. Because this is the way it is. It's, it's so frightening. We're talking to my friend 
and also uh, one of my favorite patriots, Anne Marie Morales. She's the founder, mm-hmm. co-founder of Politichicks.com, also the co-author of Politichicks, A Clarion Call to Political Activism. You can pick up this book on Amazon. It It's kind of like keeping a, a, a little extra clip full of uh, ammunition with you because it gives you <laughs> solutions to deal with anybody from the far left when you when you're faced with anything they're saying about what we believe it's got logical fact-based arguments in it so uh this is why i i respect and appreciate my friends at politics so much because they are in well talk about being in the belly of the beast you guys out there in, in california right there in hollywood you and and Morgan and everybody else and and Sonia you're you're all heroes to me and I just so appreciate the fact that you see stuff like this you're not afraid to put it on Facebook and you're actually able to have the conversation and this is what separates us from so many others is that we're not a, we're not afraid to have the conversation because my principles are strong enough that if you bring up a good argument and I agree with you I can tell you I agree with you, but I'm not going to sell out to socialism. I'm not going to abandon my free market principles. But, you know, every now and then a progressive might have an idea I'd be interested in learning about. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the same is uh, to be said about them. So it's just frightening to me. But great story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it. Follow, follow Anne Marie. She's on Facebook. You're on Twitter, too, aren't you? I sure am. Yeah, I, I retweet you all the time, Mike. <laughs> I'm Politic AM on Twitter. <laughs> Politic AM. Sorry, I'm. Yes. I'm. I'm a little tired today, and my brain's eating itself. This is a story it's we did earlier. Brain. If you don't get enough sleep, <laughs> your brain eats itself. So, I, 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 I'm in dire need of a nap, Anne Marie. But I'll get one. Thank you, oh. my friend. I I don't know where or when I'm going to see you. I know you have family in Texas. I'm in Dallas uh, most of next week. So. If you're around, come on by the studios. I'm going to be in Texas in August and then also in October. Morgan and I are speaking all over North Texas and East Texas in August. I mean, in October. But I'll be out there in August, too. So if we can Ooh. coordinate, I would love to, to be in there with you. That would be great. I'd love to see you. Say hi to Morgan and have a great rest of your day, my friend. I will. Thanks, Morgan. Bye-bye. She is the best, and uh, I'm not I'm not sugarcoating uh, my opinions at all. Ha ha ha! She really is strong, and and this story makes so much sense, and it shows you that we can't be intolerant either. We have to be tolerant. We have to be open to different ideas. We have to be able to discuss, and that's at the core of all of this. Her name is Anne Marie Morel. The the book that you can find. You'll see it on Amazon, Politichicks, a clarion call to political activism, and we will be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. 
Call a place for mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call a place for mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You know, uh, last night I saw the the movie, I Killed JFK, the one we talked about yesterday on this very program with the producer, uh, Barry Katz. And there were some questions that it raised. I still... I'm having a hard time buying into the whole conspiracy theory, but some of the videos they showed and the the clips of the guy who claims who claims he was the guy who pulled the trigger that blew the giant hole into Kennedy's head is some of those clips pretty convincing, but that's not what disturbed me about the theater experience last night. It was a good experience. A couple fans of the show actually stopped by the same theater in Delaware. I know. How about that? So uh, very interesting. A a lady named Patricia who happens to listen and uh, a gentleman named Greg from Wilmington happened to stop by. And and we watched uh, we watched the movie and we watched the panel discussion afterwards. Like I said, uh, there were some things, the questions it raised. But I also know the depiction of the rifle as a a bad firearm that was incapable of achieving the shot. I know that's not true because my friend, the author, Gerald Posner, who wrote Case Closed, actually recreated the rifle and uh, used to have it in his apartment in in New York City. We were in the same building, and, and I would regularly go up and check out this rifle. I'm like, could, could I, from the 20th floor of this building, could I hit that? You probably could. With the right scope, and it just needed a little adjustment. So uh, me. there were a couple of things that bothered me in the theater last night. They ran the, the obligatory previews before the movie started, and there was one for Wonder Woman which looks pretty amazing, and I'm not a guy that likes comic book movies. Uh, the movie looks amazing. And then I'm reminded of, of the reality that a couple of, a couple of um, cities are holding women-only screenings. And I, you know, if we're going to have this everybody's the same mentality then I don't th- think you can exclude anybody. This is just like the, the group that had the, uh, the Black Lives Matter group that had the Blacks Only Memorial Day Parade. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can have a women's only screening. I don't think you can have Blacks Only dorms at college and Blacks Only classes at college. I think that's a bad precedent. And yet... This seems to be popping up everywhere. Instead of coming together, we are separating. And yeah, we will get to the LeBron James story because I think it's important. But I noticed that in this film. I also noticed something about a film called The Beguiled, which is coming out very soon. And I'm watching the preview for this film and I'm saying, wait a minute, I know this movie. I watched this movie in the 70s with, with Clint Eastwood. 
It was a movie about a, a Confederate girls boarding school that, that grabs an injured Union soldier. And, you know, a Clint Eastwood in a boarding school full of young girls. You can imagine the direction this went. But it was called The Beguiled. And I'm looking at this thing, and as I'm looking at the credits, it says, written, written for the screen by Sofia Coppola, directed by Sofia Coppola. And I'm going, wait a minute, what happened to the guy that wrote the first movie? Here's the plot of the new one. A girls' school in Virginia during the Civil War, where young women have been sheltered from the outside world, capture a wounded Union soldier. Well, it's the same plot line. It's the same storyline. Sophia Coppola, you're stealing from the guy that wrote the original. And God bless you. You know, you're a pretty good director. I appreciate your work. But don't stiff Albert Maltz, the guy that wrote the original screenplay, or Irene Camp, or James Grice. That's theft. Just so you know, history matters. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, it is uh, halftime, just into the second half of the show. And there's some interesting stuff going on today. Like I said, in about an hour and a half, we are expecting, expecting to be transported to the Rose Garden at the White House and, uh, and check in on whatever the president's decision is going to be on the climate agreement, the climate agreement that we haven't really signed, but we kind of gave them a, a nodding head saying, yeah, okay, okay, we're in, we're in. And Donald Trump promised he would withdraw us from the Paris climate agreement. Now the left is losing its mind and there are people who are threatening. Uh, Elon Musk, the entrepreneur, the guy behind the car I crave, the Tesla S, Elon Musk has said he will he will withdraw from the president's business advisory council if if we are withdrawn from the climate agreement. Apple and Google and and even Exxon, Exxon Mobil has said we should not leave it. And the president's own daughter has said uh, she would like us to stay in this. And I will tell you, I think the president's kids are progressives. They may not say it, but they are, in a way, Mercedes Maoists, it seems, on some issues. So we'll see. Yeah, they're capitalists, but as long as it's their capital. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, the president's going to, to do what he promised. But it could be a day where two, two campaign promises are broken. We already talked about the moving uh, delaying, delaying of the moving of the embassy in Israel, the American embassy in Israel. And so this could be an interesting day for the president. He's coming back after the big trip. 
and he's trying to get a couple of wins under his belt, and you wonder if this will if this will change the way his base feels about him. Uh, apparently, all the news agencies are reporting that close friends and associates are trying to talk him, him being the president, out of ditching the entire agreement. And here's where I, I'm really nervous about this. This climate deal really is part of Agenda 21. And if you're not familiar with Agenda 21, it is one of the worst, strangest things the U.N. ever hatched. And it's all part of the U.N.'s dream, its goal, its ideal to make this one world government, one world identity, global citizenry. And Agenda 21 had, had kind of crawled inside a lot of American cities. I think at one time there were 1,200 cities that had initially agreed to some of the protocols of Agenda 21. And they are, they are things like Common Core. They are things like you find in this climate deal. They are things that create areas in your cities that prevent people from saying, oh, I want to go live on 30 acres. They make it almost impossible, almost impossible for the average citizen to go out and do as they want to do. No, it's, it's all meant to force people into small, compact communities with bike lanes. And I know all of that's great, but it's not what America's about. It's not the freedom we're used to. It's not individual. It's collective. And that's where I split with them. There's more to Agenda 21. We've done extensive coverage of Agenda 21 on The Blaze. Uh, I've written about it. You can see that. But when Agenda 21 started getting attention from people on the right, people like TheBlaze.com, people like Glenn Beck, when Agenda 21 started also getting into the heads of some liberals, one of the most liberal people I know is Rosa Corey, and she's a San Francisco woman who's written about Agenda 21. She can't stand it. She can't stand it what it does from from the purpose of uh, from the point of owning private real estate. And so when you have the left, really left, and the right, the really right, saying this Agenda 21 thing is a bad idea, what do you think the UN did? They changed the name. They altered the name of Agenda 21, basically putting it on hold until they could rebrand it, kind of the way liberals changed themselves from liberal to progressive in the late 90s. When they realized that progressive was a less offensive word, the liberal Democrats in the Democratic Party rebranded themselves as progressives because who doesn't want to be like that lady that sells you the insurance, that flow lady? So the same thing with Agenda 21. Agenda 21 is being rebranded. Agenda 21 is coming back. And Agenda 21 is trying to do via piecemeal what it had been doing uh, in, the, in trying to do as one giant, one giant thing. So Agenda 21 still here. And I, I see remnants of it inside, inside this, um, this climate bill or this climate agreement. So I would be one of the people, unfortunately, this makes me agree with Steve Bannon. I would be one of the people who says, let's get out of it. Let's get the hell out of it. 
and uh, the, the UN is changing, and I, I'm worried. Now, remember, the UN... Have you ever gone in and have you, first of all, if you've ever been in New York, you should visit the UN because you should know what we're talking about when we talk about things like this. This is, this is their one world government plan and it does go into climate issues. They talk about promoting, and I'm using quotes here, promoting sustainable human settlement development. And that means getting into construction activities that are sustainable. That means planning and management of human development areas. That means promoting human resource development and capacity building for human settlement development. Seriously, this, this climate deal is smacks completely of Agenda 21. And that's that's totally why I am hoping and praying, literally praying. The president says we can't do this. It's not a good deal. But unfortunately, guess who has just a whole bunch, a whole bunch of control over what happens? Uh, that's right. Ivanka. Ivanka is uh, is in her, her dad's ear. So we will see what happens. Uh, there is something I mentioned yesterday that happened yesterday that that I think we need to talk about and we need to spend some serious time on it. And that was what happened to LeBron James. And LeBron James had his home vandalized. Uh, somebody wrote uh, the N word, apparently spray painted it on the gate at his property, at his home, I believe in Los Angeles. Before police could get there, the uh, the offensive graffiti was painted over, but it still didn't lessen the fact that it happened. It didn't it didn't diminish the uh, the horrible nature of the crime, and and also the reality that my God, if this happens to LeBron James, a guy who's a hero to many, a guy who is a superstar in the world of of professional athletics, and a guy who has done more for different communities. If it happens to him, what's happening to our average brothers and sisters on the street? So uh, I'm going to break away now and come back. And I want to play what LeBron James said. And I want us all to listen to it and think about this. This is from a guy who has everything. And yet it still happens to him. We'll be right back in Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. We're not sure there is breaking news out of the Philippines at the Resorts World in, in Manila. It's a, a fancy place, a hotel, a resort, and there apparently are explosions and gunfire heard at this Manila resort in the Philippines. We will keep you posted. This could be yet another in what seems to be Ramadan attacks 
that we've been seeing in, in some of the Muslim populations in the world. I was talking about LeBron James before we went away. And LeBron James has, as I said, impressed me in the last few years. Uh, I didn't think so much of him when he first started. He was one of these athletes, another athlete who was moving city to city just to make a, a big check, make a bunch of money. I'm old school and think somebody should be loyal to their team and build their team instead of chasing a championship. Do it the old-fashioned way. Actually build a team, but it's the way the business is these days. But after, after the story broke, Le LeBron James faced reporters yesterday and had a pretty amazing unscripted press conference. I mean, as I sit here on the eve of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, on the eve of one of the greatest uh, sporting events that we have in sports, um, you know, race and what's going on comes again. And, um, and on my behalf and my family's behalf. But I mean, I look at it as this, I mean, if it's, if this is the shed of light and uh, continue to keep the conversation going on my behalf, then, then I'm okay with it. Uh, First of all, I'm stopping it right there. If this is to shed a light and keep the conversation going, I'm okay with it. LeBron James standing up and saying, I can handle it if this is going to keep the conversation going. I respect him for that. I respect him greatly for this. I respect his honesty, his raw, emotional thoughtful honesty here um you know my family is safe um at the end of the day they're safe and that's the most important but it just goes to show that um that racism uh will always be a, a part of the world a part of america and um you know hate um you know in america especially for african-american is uh is living every day and even though that you know that it's concealed most of the time even though people hide their faces and will say things um about you and when they see you they smile on your face um it's alive every single day and um and i think back to emmett till's mom actually it's kind of one of the first things i thought of and and the reason that she had a, a open casket is because she wanted to show the world um, what her son went through as far as a hate crime and, you know, being black in America. If you don't know the Emmett Till story, educate yourself, Google it, read it. The fact that Emmett Till's mother wanted an open casket so the world could see what had been done to her child is a gigantically powerful statement. And LeBron James went there. I, I know you're saying somebody painted his garage. That's, or painted his, his fence. That's not what this is. It's not about paint. It's about what's behind the paint, the hate behind the paint, and the fact that someone can still reach out and try and take down a guy this great. It, it just astounds me that someone could be this stupid, that racism can still exist on this level in this country. Um. So it's like it doesn't, no matter how much money you have, um, no matter how famous you are, no matter how many people admire you, um, you know, being, being black in America is, is tough. And, 
and we got a long way to go, um, you know, for, for us as a society and for us as African Americans until we, until we feel equal um, in America. And, um, you know, but my family is safe and, um, you know, that's what's, that's what's important. I love the fact that LeBron James comes back to his family twice. Comes back to the fact that my family is safe and that's when, what's important. I think LeBron James will do so much good by coming forward with this story. LeBron James as a, just an example of not a screaming guy, not an Al Sharpton out there saying we're going to march in the streets, but a guy who just has a conversation. It says, look, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If hate still exists, guess what? Racism still exists. I was so moved by, by this simple three-minute press conference yesterday. I wanted to play as much of it as, as I can for you. And the biggest thing he was upset about yesterday was that he couldn't be there to stand with his kids and look his kids in the eye and tell them it's going to be okay. He can deal with the rest of it. He's dealt with it all his career. Seven times he's been in the NBA Finals, seven years in a row, and this still hits him in the gut on the eve of, of the playoffs, the championships. What a, what a powerful moment. If you haven't watched it, it's online. You should watch it. If you don't know the Emmett Till story, you should educate yourself. Thank you, LeBron James. Thank you for being an example. And thank you for standing up to hate. Just a, just a great example. We'll be right back. 